Welcome to the Spiritual Recharge Podcast, brought to you by SpiritualRecharge.com. This is your place to experience peace and higher consciousness while recharging the battery of your soul. So get comfortable, take a few relaxing breaths, and settle into this sacred time for yourself. This is Ariel Hecht, and I'm here with our host, Michael McIntosh. Our warmest welcome to you. Thank you for your beautiful presence. And now we'll hear from Michael. Today we're going to be talking about the benefit of challenges and illness. And whether you are currently ill or sick, or whether you have challenges now, or whether they're going to come in the future, this is something extremely important for us to understand. Because when we can benefit from life's challenges and illnesses, when we can glean the benefit, then when these things do arise, we can very quickly take the gold, find this hidden secrets, and come out the other end better off and faster. If we don't know about these things, then when we have challenges or we get sick, then we can go through a very dark time and it might last a very long time. So this is a protection, this is a essential skill to develop in our lives. So what is the benefit of illness and challenges? Because there's often a lot of overlap between illness and challenges. What can we learn from being sick? What can unexpected changes or challenges bring to us in our life for our well-being? How can we really live in this consciousness so that no matter what happens we will be all right and not only will we be all right we will come out the other end better than before (laughs) so i'm going to share with you seven things that you can benefit from seven benefits of being sick or having challenges and i recently came to Kauai. I've been living in Sedona. I used to live here on this wonderful island. If you hear birds in the background or rain, because this is a proper nature jungle place. And when I got here, I felt great. When I I got here, actually, I was fine. But uh, my mother was very, very sick. She couldn't drink anything, couldn't eat anything, was lying down, was dizzy. And I thought, bless her heart. So I stayed that night at her house to make sure she was okay. Helped her drink small amounts of water. And gradually, gradually, she seemed to be all right. Then I came to where I'm staying here. And a few days later, I had the same illness that she had. So I've actually spent the last three days (laughs) not in my greatest level of health. Let's put it that way. Uh, I still can't walk straight. I feel very nauseous and dizzy, which is uh, unusual for me. I've never experienced it before. No idea what it is, where it comes from, some virus or some other thing. But 
I was lying down here on the couch thinking, what is the benefit of this? Because one of the things we talk about again and again is that there is hidden secrets. <laughs> there are hidden secrets in every single event of life. And our job is to find what those secrets are as quickly as possible. Some people, they might not find the secret for 20 years. So the whole time they're stressing out about it, not finding the benefit. We can get to the benefits as soon as we can and keep these things top of mind. Then even while we're going through a rough patch, we will be able to feel okay in our heart and be able to come out the other end faster and better. So here are seven things. I was really tuning into this and I've thought about these things before and you can really tune into how can you use this now or when something arises in the future. So the first benefit of being unwell or having challenges in life, because when we get sick or when we have challenges, what happens is our routine, our daily routine is disrupted. We are creatures of habit. We do the same things over and over again. And we don't even realize. Some people think they haven't got a routine, but they they do anyway. We all have a routine. We wake up at a certain time. We do certain things, eat certain foods, go to certain places with certain people. When we get challenges and sickness, it tends to shake that all up. It smashes it up. So in my case, instead of like doing my work and doing things that I like to do, I've been lying down, uh, not being able to do anything. <laughs> which is uh, not what I'm normally doing. But what is the benefit of our routine being broken? How can we benefit from that? One of the benefits is that when we can't do what we usually do, we can assess, is my current lifestyle really full of essential things? You can ask yourself, is my life, is my current routine really necessary? All of it. Some things we do, of course, are necessary. We have to eat, we have to do things to feel good. But when we're well and life is going along nicely the way we expect it to, we can have all these plans and all these ideas and we're coming from a certain state of consciousness but when we get sick or have challenges, all of that gets spun out of, out of its usual pattern. And we can look at it again. We can look at it from a different place, from a detached place, from an altered place, and say, do I really need to be doing these things at all? Are there any things in your life that you could actually release and not do at all and it would be fine? Because when you're sick or you have challenges, you actually can't do things. You can't do them. We can't do them as easily. And that gives us the opportunity to, to really th step back and say, am I doing things in my life? that are just running around, busying myself. And in all honesty, 
I could cancel them either temporarily or permanently <laughs> and it wouldn't have any negative effect or very very little negative effect this is a very deep question when when we understand the 80 20 principle which is an extremely profound law of the universe that 20% of what we do in our life leads to and yields 80% of the benefit and 80% of what we do nearly everything what we do doesn't have much benefit so when you have challenges or get sick you can look at it and say what can I cancel that's that 80% that doesn't really matter and all of a sudden you have more time so it's almost like opening the door to a whole new life if we want to change our life then things in our life need to change and that means that we stop doing some things and start doing other things this is just a, a very useful question normally we could ask ourselves this when we're feeling great but normally <laughs> we don't ask that question at that level of sincerity until life forces it upon us so this is the first benefit routine is broken we can see it in a detached way and we can find out what is truly essential and what isn't. Second benefit of challenges or illness is that it puts us in an altered state of consciousness. Illness is an altered state of consciousness where, you, where you're not experiencing life in the same way. It's an altered reality. Challenges can bring us into a very altered state of consciousness where we might feel emotionally disturbed about something or it might be something happening. So our consciousness is altered, it is shifted. And from a shifted place, we can question our whole life. Where am I coming from? what is life actually all about oftentimes we might have flashbacks of things in our past we might have awarenesses about what needs to be changed It's useful to take advantage of these altered states of consciousness because they give us insights into ourselves and our life and other people that normally we wouldn't have. And there's a wonderful expression, human beings don't do the right thing until they've run out of all other options <laughs> isn't that a funny expression human beings won't do the right thing till they run out of all other options so when you're sick or you have major challenges you've got no choice and it puts you in an altered state and then you say okay all right what do i need to do <laughs> about this and it could be a minor illness, could be a major illness, could be a minor challenge, major challenge. We actually don't really need these things to learn these lessons, but typically we only take it seriously when we are forced to. So whether you're feeling weird now 
having challenges now or whether this happens in the future use that altered state of consciousness as a way to look on life again from a different perspective it's almost like looking at it from a different angle like being up from a side of the room not not looking from your normal vantage point but looking from another place where everything seems very different This is actually what meditation does as well. When you have good meditation, you go into an altered state. But that's a different state from pain and suffering, which is a, has its own special medicine. The third benefit of challenges and illness is compassion. Compassion. Having compassion and mercy in our hearts, deep in our hearts, for the sickness of others. For example, Ariel has not been well for quite some time, and one of her her um, symptoms has been um, dizziness, nauseous and dizzy. I've never normally experienced nausea or dizziness, personally, except if I stand up too quickly occasionally. But... She has it all the time. I've had probably way worse nausea than she's been having because it's been extreme. I couldn't stand up. The whole house was spinning around, you know. But that experience has given me a lot of compassion for her because if she, if someone has even one hundredth of that amount of spinningness, they can't do anything. You can't look at a computer screen even. You can't even walk down the road. You can't drive a car, you know. You can't turn left and right. So, but if someone's sick or they're tired or they're having a challenge, we haven't got any challenges and we're not sick, then we can't really relate to people very well normally. Many people who are just older, my mother was telling me about this. She said she never thought she'd get old, which of course happens to all of us. And so a lot of people who are old, there's the... the uh, the kind of classic um, nasty old man, nasty old woman. And she was saying that some of these nasty old people who seem like they're nasty old people, it's not that they're really nasty people. They're just not well. They're feeling pain. They're sick. They're they're not able to feel good in their body. So the temper can be more or there can be a certain heaviness because of the physical illness. So when we have challenges or get sick, we can have a lot of compassion because most people in the world are having quite major challenges in one way or another. Even if someone has lots of money and they've got a great life and everything's going nicely, they can have a relationship challenge that can throw them off. They can have a internal breakdown of some kind. They can have mental illnesses. Apparently, by 2025, 26, 80% of the world is going to have some sort of mental illness. 80%. That's a shocking statistic from the World Health Organization. So roughly 50, 60% or more of people currently in the world have a mental illness of some kind. Emotional distress, mental illness, mental thinking patterns. So when we feel bad, we can have compassion that as we wander about our life, 
there are people all around us, even if they seem like they're fine. Some people are doing great. A lot of people are not doing great. Gives us that, that love in our hearts. That love in our heart. To send that compassion into the world. And we can keep that with us. We can keep that with us. The, the great benefit of these sort of things is when we when we learn these lessons in our heart, it has to be in our heart and soul. It can't be intellectual. It needs to really come down into the heart, into the body, so that we bring it with us into our life. And the interesting thing is the more we learn these lessons from challenges and sickness, the more we learn them and imbibe them and integrate them into our being in a real way, then, guess what happens? We don't need the challenges and illness to teach us the lessons because we've already learned the lesson. This is another important lesson, is that challenges and illness are trying to teach us lessons. They really are life and the universe for every single one of us is really trying hard to give us the exact situation and the exact lessons that we specifically need to learn for our own personal growth. And when we get the lesson, the lesson no longer needs to be there. I'm sure you've experienced this before in your life where there's lessons coming, 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 and we might, you know, not listen to them because we're stubborn. You know, we like our routine. We like our way of going about things. But when we get forced to learn a lesson, maybe it's a lesson of slowing down. Maybe it's a lesson of having more love. Maybe it's a lesson of being more proactive. Maybe it's a lesson of being financially stable. There's all sorts of lessons in life. When we learn the lesson, then the lesson, the pain and the suffering can go away. I've experienced this in many, many ways with financial things or addictions that I've had in the past or relationship issues or anything. You know, if there's a problem again and again and again, when we get the lesson, when we really get it and when we change based on that, then those situations subside because they're no longer needed to teach us. They become our teachers, but the teacher is no longer needed once the teaching has been complete. The final stage, the highest state of consciousness, is called the karmatit stage. Karmatit means free of karma, which means that all of our lessons have been learned then there's no more lessons needed. We, we will all reach that point at some stage in our life. This is the world of karmic settlement right now. So the sooner we get the lessons, the sooner we learn them, the sooner we imbibe them, bring them in, take them on board, the better it is. Then they can go away. There's going to be other lessons. <laughs> then the next one will come along. But we've got the lesson that we needed to gain. The fourth special secret blessing 
from illness and challenges is that we are forced to receive, receive support, receive support. A lot of things in life, we actually need help. If we're honest, we need help from higher power, first and foremost, and from other people. We need help from other people and a higher power. And oftentimes when we are feeling healthy and we're feeling everything's all right, we think, oh, I can do everything on my own. I don't need anyone's help. And I think there's a lot of benefit in being sovereign and being capable of managing on your own. There's a lot of benefit to that. There's also the humility, the humility that we do need support. And what support do we need? When we are having a major challenge or illness, then we need specific help. Could be medicine if you're sick. Could be some specific advice or help from someone if you're having a certain challenge. So there is various things that we need from other people. What do you need? What support are you needing in your life? And there's a lot of people around. Remember, there's billions of people. And we are here together as a big family to offer that support to each other. The whole of the human system is based on cooperation and support. For example, you need someone to grow food for you if you haven't got your own food. Most people don't grow their own food. And as a result of that, we need someone else to grow food. We need someone to send the food to the store. We need somebody to help us with electricity. Can you, can you imagine if you had to <laughs> grow your own food, make your own clothes, figure out electricity, figure every, imagine if you had to figure everything out on your own, everything. You'd be a disaster. It's way too much work. The reason we can have a leisurely life, the reason we can have so much so much success in many ways, is because someone else grows the food, someone takes care of the electricity, there's someone who's expert in medicine and, and various tonics and various sort of health things. There are people who can help us with our mental health, with our emotional health, with our spiritual well-being. There are techie people who can help with various techie things. If you have, if you write down a list, it's a huge list of all these things we often take for granted. But many times we need help from people or situations that we're not getting. We're not getting because we think we can handle more than we can. And in many situations, just that little bit of extra help from that certain person or that certain type of support, whatever it is, can make a huge difference in our life. Huge difference. Because someone is an expert in something that you need help with, and they could save you years or months of trying and failing and trying and failing. So 
Where do you need help or who do you need help from? very deep question. Ideally, the people in our life around us would be able to help us with everything we need, but a lot of the time they can't because they're sick, they have challenges, or they're just not capable. I mean, let's be honest. So, in a perfect world, we would be surrounded by all the right people naturally and have everything we need already but that's not where we're living now we're living in an imperfect world and we need actually to seek out the support we need so tune into that what help do you need and when you get it you'll feel so much better i had people here come into the house to give me coconut water because i couldn't drink anything and um, i'm extremely grateful for that coconut water brought me back to life a magical thing. By the way, if you're very dehydrated and can't drink, coconut water is the secret. So, a little, little uh, health tip there for you. The fifth benefit of sickness and challenges is... What do you think it is? There's actually more than seven. But this, the fifth one is we pay off karma. <laughs> karmic accounts we all have karmic accounts karmic accounts bad karma there's good karma and there's bad karma and there's neutral karma neutral karma doesn't have any effect on us bad karma comes back in the form of challenges and sickness to clean itself out to give us the lesson Karma is trying to give us the lesson. So if you're having challenges or you're sick, I know it doesn't sound nice and we don't like this idea necessarily, but it's actually very empowering, very empowering to say, as I'm going through this challenge, I am paying off karmic debt that I have on some level. It's almost like, uh, imagine you owe money to the bank right and you can't pay it back because you haven't got the money but you go through a really rough time and after that rough time the account is cleared and you go back to the bank and you look at the numbers and they've changed you've paid off a huge amount of the debt it's gone i mean that's a huge relief can you imagine huge relief all of a sudden you haven't got debt the debt has been wiped or it's been reduced if someone's like in a million dollar mortgage debt, right? And they're like, oh God, how am I going to pay this off? And they go through a rough time. And afterwards they only owe, you know, 600,000 rather than a million. That'll be a huge relief, huge relief. So we, when we get sick or we have challenges, we are paying off karma. And the result of that is that we come out the other end lighter and better than before. A huge blessing, huge blessing. So know that it's not just bad, bad, bad. It's actually cleaning and clearing. 
The sixth benefit of illness and challenges is that we often can feel when we're well, we can feel a little bit entitled. We can feel a little bit like that's just how it should be. That's how it is. And not be grateful, not be in profound gratitude for our general health or our general well-being. When everything's going nicely, and you see this in, in America in particular, there's so much entitlement and sort of narcissism going on because people have such a cozy little life, relatively speaking, especially the younger generation. And it really gets out of hand, this arrogance and entitlement and I expect every the world to work the way I want it to and everything to work out. That can happen to us unconsciously if everything goes well all the time. So when we get sick, that all gets shattered. gets shattered. When we have challenges, it gets destroyed temporarily. And then, the good thing, though, is that when you come out back to normal again, you feel... <laughs> ah, it's the best. It's the best. Thank God. What a wonder. Just the basic thing. I remember beginning of last of this year um, all of us for some random reason I woke up New Year's Eve with major major pain in my neck I slept weird it was just bizarrest thing and I couldn't sit up straight and I was in acute terrible pain for about for about a week and any help I tried to get only made it worse <laughs> I obviously had some karma to clear and I remember just lying in bed thinking how wonderful it is just not to have chronic just this this huge pain and then when it went away i remember feeling this huge relief huge relief and huge gratitude profound gratitude of life profound gratitude same thing happened when uh, Arl and i got covid um having traveled this the danger of travel is that you don't know what you're going to get you, you don't necessarily have to get anything but uh you might get something so i normally don't get sick at all so this has been very unusual but as you can see there's a huge benefit from it when i recovered from that i felt absolute wonder and joy of life returning just profound profound so what was previously being taken for granted now became this profound, profound blessing. That's a huge benefit, and we can keep that with us. One of the benefits of illness is that we feel so much better. If you can remember what it feels like to be unwell or to have major challenges, and you bring that into mind, then you contrast that with your health and well-being, then an average day in an average moment can become this opportunity for absolutely wonderful gratitude <laughs> at just being well and being okay. So that's a huge blessing, huge blessing. And if we all lived from that place, everyone would be doing so much better all the time. And a lot of these problems we get ourselves into wouldn't happen because we'd be living from that state of wonder. The seventh benefit, and of course there's 
there's more than all these. The seventh benefit is that when we're having challenges or we're sick, especially if we're sick, we are forced to be very mindful and very gentle with ourselves. When we're well, we can run around and like jump around and do all this stuff and be a little bit brash and just wolf our food down and not be very conscious. But when we're not well, especially if you're nauseous, you know, and you can't eat anything hardly, you have to really slow it all down and be extremely mindful. So it brings on a, a natural high, high level of mindfulness. A lot of people, they talk about mindfulness, mindfulness courses, mindfulness meditation. Being sick makes you extremely mindful right away, immediately, without any practice or any special books or anything like this. You just become mindful. You have to say, here I am with this glass of water. Let me be mindful as I very calmly sip this drink. Let me be mindful as I walk over to the fridge. <laughs> Let me be very mindful as I go on to try and look at my emails. You know, do I even need to check any emails? Like what is all these emails about? You know, you become very mindful. You look at it from a place of wonder and slowness and it's no doubt can you imagine if everyone was more mindful in the world if everyone was very very gentle very slow if everyone was very considered about their driving very considered about eating and chewing slowly. Even with food, the interesting thing, I was talking to my mother about this, you know, this think about how many things are available about food. There's all these health summits, there's all these millions and millions of supplements and health coaches and doctors and pills. There's just health, health, health stuff everywhere, right? But if what we eat, if the food we have in front of us on our plate is not eaten mindfully, and if we're not chewing it properly, and if we're not really receiving the food then all these pills and food and everything is not going to be digested and give us the benefit we want so when we have illness especially but also challenges we're forced to slow it down be very mindful to look at what we're doing and say, how can I do this more gently? How can I do this in a healthy way? 
Do I even need to be eating these things? What is really good for my health? These are very, very good questions to ask. What is what is the food that is genuinely good for your health? And how much of it do you need? And how can you eat that food so that it actually goes into your body and becomes a blessing, becomes a, a healing sacred thing, sacred healing substance. I heard that something like two-thirds of Americans or something like this eat in their car. So some huge number, you know, for lunch when they're at work, you know. They get some food and they eat it in their car or they wolf it down, that's causing health, major health problems. We need to slow everything right down, take our time, walk more slowly, more gently, be more considerate. And that will lead to a much, much greater level of health. You probably notice that when you're sick, you eat better. <laughs> typically, because you can't get away with things. If we always ate the way we do when we're unwell, we would be much healthier because that would be consistent healing blessings. So, of course, there are many, many more benefits than this. These are just some that occurred to my mind when I was lying in bed and hopefully you can take a lot of benefit from this because whether we like it or not this is the time of karmic settlement on the planet and we all feel it this is why it's so crazy and the sooner we get these lessons, the less we need the lessons to keep coming to us. Challenges and sickness are trying to deliver to us, to you, to me, to all of us, trying to deliver the medicine in the form of illnesses and challenges that we personally need. So one of the great attitudes to have is that this is not just a random thing that's just randomly happened. This is a extremely specific thing that is specifically happening for a specific reason. And what can I learn? What can I learn? And how quickly can I learn it? Not to rush, not to rush in the, I want to get the lesson now and I want to get back to my, no, no, not like that but to to really be inquisitive to be curious to be wondering what is the lesson what do i need to learn what do i need to change so a quick recap on these seven things when we get challenges or we get sick our routine is broken and that gets us to re 
question, reassess our life, our routine. Are we really living the ideal life for us? If you imagine that you have an ideal life, you, everyone has a dharma, you have like your highest your highest personal dharma, your purpose, your highest expression of yourself, your ideal life, right? And in your ideal life, you can imagine like a pie chart. What is your ideal routine, really and truly? We don't necessarily know what it is. We're always discovering it because it keeps becoming clearer. So you've got this ideal life on one side, which is the best life you could possibly live. The best thoughts you can have, the best foods you could eat, the best use of your time, the best use of technology, the best use of relationships, connection with people, best service you could do. That's your ideal life. And then on the other side is your current life, which is different. Yeah, We're typically doing too much of something we don't need to do, or we're not doing enough of something that we should be doing. So there's these there's two things, ideal life and current life. When we get sick, our current life is is shattered or kind of broken a little bit down or changed or put on hold. That gives us an opportunity to think, well, what is my ideal life? Let me just tune into this. What is my ideal life? How could I try and align with that? How could you align with your ideal life? What is your ideal life? It's a wonderful thing to to question. And keep remembering that when you ask these questions, when you hear these questions, what happens is it goes down into your subconscious mind, which is a problem-solving miracle machine. And that when you ask these questions, your subconscious starts working on finding you the answer. So this is very, very useful to ask these questions. Second thing is when we're sick or we have challenges, we go into an altered state. And that allows us new insights that we wouldn't have normally because we're seeing life from a different place within ourselves. Third benefit is compassion. Compassion for ourselves and for others. Many, many people are unwell and sick and have challenges. We don't notice it if we're not having it ourselves. When we have something come up, we have a lot of compassion in our heart. It gives us a lot of patience and a different attitude towards other people, which is a much more loving way of living. And it's a beautiful virtue to develop in ourselves. The fourth thing is that we are forced, when we have challenges and illness, we're forced to receive support. Because we need help. You know, the other day I literally couldn't get out of of the bed so I no, and I couldn't do anything so I'm very grateful people came here and delivered medicine and coconut water and stuff for me brought me drinks and stuff that was very very kind so we, we kind of like open ourselves to being vulnerable and we open ourselves to to what we need and there are often things we need in our life that we haven't got in general so you can open yourself what do you need overall that you're not getting there's people in the world who could help you with something that would make your whole life so much better who are those people
The fifth benefit of sickness and challenges is we pay off karma. We burn karmic accounts. We The debt is cleared down a little bit. And that leads us to spiritual lightness. Lightness. We feel so much better. The fifth benefit is we feel better afterwards, partly because of the karma, partly because of the lessons, but also because we develop that gratitude. We have that huge gratitude in our hearts for life. And if we can live in gratitude, then we will feel better <laughs> most of the time. And then the seventh and final benefit is that we can learn to be more gentle with our food, with ourselves, with our life. If everyone was more gentle, there would be so much more love, so much more compassion. Things would be done so much better in this world with gentleness. So we can take so much benefit from these things and the sooner we get the benefit without any rush but the more we really tune into it and go deep the more we receive those blessings the sooner we get it the better it is so when you are having issues or you're ill or if someone else is ill in your life just remember these things, remember some of these things, because life truly and honestly is trying to help us out. <laughs> life is benevolent, life is trying to support us. We come out stronger when we learn the lesson. And the key thing is to learn the lesson, not just know about it intellectually, but to let it land, to let it come all the way down into our heart. Into our mind. Into our soul. <laughs> ah, yes. What a blessing. What a blessing. And... The wise soul is the one who learns the lessons rather than ignoring them and then having to get the same lesson again and again and again and again. If we don't get the lesson, then we will get it again. That's the thing. We will get it again. And it will keep coming. And the lessons typically come quietly at the beginning and then they get progressively more severe until we finally become humble and then we say all right fine <laughs> fine I'll, I'll learn it i'll learn it i'll do it all right and then when we do learn it when we do change is learning a lesson means change that's what it means change means different so when our life and our thinking and our behaviors and our relationships have changed for the better then the lessons no longer need to keep knocking on the door 
Your messenger will keep coming, banging away, knocking down the house, burning the house down, until we get the lesson. Then the messenger will leave. Leave us in peace. So the big question is, what is the messenger trying to tell us? What is the messenger telling you? <laughs> the universe is always giving us signs through our body, through our mind, and through other people, and through nature. Beautiful, beautiful. So if anyone live has any questions, feel free to type them in that lovely little chat box. Thank you for your, your blessings, by the way. We, uh, we all bless each other. Wonderful, wise soul, Dadi Jenki, lived to 104. Powerhouse. She had illness her whole life. And she said the reason she's still alive and she's able to do what she does is because of the blessing of others. So you can give blessings to people and you can receive blessings and that is actually a form of distant healing, which is really a real thing. It's been such a beautiful time together. Thank you for listening. Think of one person who needs this and share this with them. If you have any questions for us, please send them to shareyourquestion.com. Go to spiritualrecharge.com for more free meditations, talks, and courses. We thank you for your beautiful presence. Keep shining your divine light in our world. So much love and we'll connect soon.